Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313-RADICAL now. That's area code 313-RADICAL. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you're divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live. The Catholic Relationship Podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. Moreover, my main mission is to keep you, 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 you out of divorce court. And with Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating, in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is just for marriage. In this 83rd episode, the Holy Lover series, How to Save My Marriage When My Wife Has Just Given Up, 33 Gifts That Will Satisfy Her Forever. Today, we uncover gift number five, plus your life calls, and me answering those critical, critical marriage and crisis questions. So get in the queue. Call 313-RADICAL. That's 313-723-4225. Or call using your browser at callingstudio.com slash radical1 for some some solution to your marriage confusion. So, quote of the day, quote, because we are imperfect beings, we seek to remedy our lack of possessions. Thus, people who are naked on the inside in the sense that they have no virtue in their soul 
try to compensate for it by excessive luxury on the outside. What one person lacks, it is hoped, the other will supply. Because the human heart desires beauty as its perfection. The ugly young man seeks to marry a beautiful rather than an ugly girl. On the surface, it would seem that his ugliness is the opposite of her beauty. But really, it is his love of beauty, which he does not possess actually, which attracts him to that which is beautiful. End quote. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, book three, To Get Married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. So now it's time for Catholic Advocates Radical Rant. Y'all know how I like to rant and get it off my chest. Uh, hopefully it helps you. If it don't, I'm sorry. I'll do better next time. <laughs> so in our last series, we talked about clues. My wife wants a divorce. And so in that series, as, as if you know, if you've been listening to me for the last month and a half or so, what we did was we went through all the clues to help you as a man to realize that your situation is grave and how to help you get out of it. Talk to men yesterday, and they just don't get it. They they just don't get it. I, I feel so sorry for them. I really do. I really do. They just can't see their way out of the hell. And that's what I, you know, I try to tell them, you know, you just can't see it because you're in the hell. And when you're in the hell, the, objective, the objectivity is very low. Uh, and that's why you need someone who is objective and, and is coming from the outside. They can help you dissect what's going on. So in those in that series, I tried to help men to understand what is going on in their family, in their marriage, their relationship with God, and how these clues would help them to get on top of things. But as usual, men, they never come to me when things are good. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, but now, uh, now, what we're going to do is we are going to go into the Holy Lover series, you know, so that we can go into the opposite direction of things that you can do to help this get better. If you do find yourself in a bad marriage, a terrible marriage, a mediocre marriage or good or good marriage, believe it or not, good marriages can be great. Great marriages can be legendary. Um, and with the difference between the three is not that big of a difference. But when you reach it, you you believe there is a difference. Um, and so that's why I work on all the phases of the marriages. You know, I got a guy now who his wife, um, his wife divorced him and found an annulment on him, got an annulment, divorced him all in 30 days. Uh, that was last year. And then. Three or four weeks ago, um, after he was out of the program and graduating and everything, she called him and wanted to give it another try. Now, this is a woman that was angry, upset, said all the things I tell you they say. And what he did was he just kept, he got disheartened. He's a man. 
we all get disheartened. He got disheartened and over the time, but he he stuck to it and he started he kept getting himself together, kept working on himself, becoming a man of God and holy, learning how to communicate, all the stuff that it takes and he was consistent. And all of a sudden, she's calling him back after the, they're divorced now and she wanting to work it out. That's why women you have to now I'm asking, I say, okay, man, now let me help you with the fun stuff. The fun stuff is, you know, your wife agrees to come back. Now it's the fun time. Now we figure out how to make her happy, how to make her fulfilled, how to make her not ever want to leave you again. See, that's the that's the next phase of, of it. But most dudes, they, they focus so much on the right now that they can't even see the future. And that's hurts them. It hurts them. And I understand why, because the pain is so great. Your confidence is down. You don't know what the heck's going on. You, you, got, the, you got this emotional woman that's just, you know, she hates you. She says she doesn't love you. She says she don't want to make love to you. She don't want you to touch her. She wants space. All these things. The only thing you could do because you're bonded to her, you just keep thinking, oh, my God, she hates me. She hates me. I'm, whatever, all this stuff I'm doing doesn't mean nothing, mean nothing. And so that's why it's my job to calm you down and to get you to realize that, you know, you've got to work on yourself and get yourself together and, and understand the system and get the system in order so that your wife realizes that you are now a man that she can look to, to, you know, to want to be with, to want to spend her life with. But see, guys, they can't see it. And then when they do a little bit see it, they don't want to, they don't want to man up. They don't want to, they don't want to do it. They, they, I don't know why, but they just don't. So this is what I'm going to do, trying to help you throughout this next series. We on, we on gift number five now, strategies, gifts, whatever you want to say. But then as a holy lover, though, the principle is you give all these 33 gifts, you to bestow them up on your beloved because your masculinity is a gift. And so when you bestow these gifts on your wife, Slowly and slowly and slowly, she starts to realize that you are the, again the man of her dreams. She ain't coming back. She won't stay. Cause look, my wife, my first wife, she man, she left me three. Y'all know she left me three times, three four times. I can get her to come back. You know, I'm not really a smooth talker or nothing, but I could get her. I got her to come back. But when she got back, I didn't know what to do. I just tried to be the best I could and just you know. But see, that ain't good enough for a woman. Okay, so why? Because they have maintenance. <laughs> I was on a podcast yesterday and uh, I was getting interviewed and the lady, the lady, the host of the show was a lady. And when I said that, she just she just started laughing. You know why? Because she knows it's true. She knows it's true. They have maintenance, man. They have maintenance, man. You got to make them think that you love them completely and fully every single day. And it's not the money because. Once women get the money, that's great. But then it always, always boils down to how much does he love me? Does he really love me? Does he really love me? And if he ain't showing it, then of course he don't. And so I got a, we got a billion dollars together. I'll just take half his money and then I'll just leave and find somebody who will love me. <laughs> that's it. It's, it's in a nutshell, baby. That's it in a nutshell. So. In the Holy Lover series, I give husbands solutions in case they didn't heed my warnings in the clues my wife wants a divorce series. Okay. 
I also make a bold claim that these 33 gifts will satisfy and fulfill your beloved wife forever if embraced. They will, they will, they will, they will, but you got to know how to do it, though. You know, it's, it, you know, Grasshopper, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry, Grasshopper. You're going to have to, you know, you're going to need some help. All right. So I must also be completely transparent and honest. You know, a husband cannot do this on his own and expect to completely fulfill his wife. It takes knowledge and experience. It takes tenacity. It takes the love and prayer of God, the grace of God. You know, why? Because he needs help, guidance, and the act of building many habits to achieve his greatness. Marriage is the hardest relationship on this earth to get great. It's the hardest relationship on this earth to get great. But the payoff is 10 times worth the struggle. You know, I was talking to uh, a, a dude yesterday, and, you know, on the, my friend on that pod, the podcast I was on. And, you know, we were, we were, me and her were talking about how with women, you know, in marriage, if you struggle and struggle and struggle together, you become stronger and stronger, you know. Um, and so the payoff of that is the satisfaction of 10 times tenfold if you stick it out and you learn how to deal with it and you work it out. The problem is we allow egos in the way. Ego is basically Satan. Your ego, it gets in the way. The demonic's talking to you, and that's why you can't get things to work out. This is why you have to pray for for, for, for uh, patience and meekness. You have to pray for humility because, man, that way God will test you, and then you become stronger. Okay? Next, um, again, I must ask, are you a holy lover, which is you becoming the man God created you to be? And you becoming the husband that your beloved wife needs. Ooh, no more excuses. It's time for us husbands to enter the battle, to begin warrior mode. Satan has our wife. And to combat that, we must don our armor, sheathe our sword, and lift our shield in the spiritual battle. We can no longer sit back and wait around. That's why I ask you, what will you do as a man? Will you return to your man cave? Shuck the responsibility, say forget it, you know, indulge in pleasure, or will you jump up and battle for Christ and your wife and children and become a man of God, a true man, a holy lover? These are, there are 33 gifts of a holy lover, the 33 gifts to the satisfaction and fulfillment of your beloved. Today we cover holy lover gift number five, which states, um, what is the state? The value. Oh, yeah. A holy lover understands the value of children, at least four to the to the to the to the benefit and love of his marriage. Wow. You, you're going to ask me why are kids so important? Well, I'll tell you after the break. <laughs> If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me 
personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, okay, so get on that line, okay, get on that line, get on the call, are you and your wife not where you want to be, are you having financial problems, or or not even financial problems, you can't even, you can't uh, decide on how to work on the, the money, a lot of times people don't have financial problems but they have uh, they have a problem they have a problem agreeing on how to deal with the problem deal with who how the money is allotted and spent you know are you as a man are are you and your beloved making love as much as you want hey get on the phone call and I can help you you know I don't talk about stuff you know deep stuff unless people ask me a question cuz I got a lot of stuff in my head and I can't remember talking about everything on the planet you know, I need people to, you know, I, I, you know, to ask me questions so that they will draw up that stuff. You know, um, has your wife asked for a divorce lately? Has she, is she, does your wife seem depressed? Does she seem unhappy? Tell me a story. Tell me a story so that I can make it better. And I can help you make it better. Me along with the Holy Spirit. Okay. The team is me, you and the Holy Spirit and your lawyer, if you got one. But my mission is to keep you out of divorce court. It is. That's my mission. So we don't want a lawyer on the team yet. We don't want him on the team. But if he is on the team, if you do have a lawyer, then you need him more, a lot more help than you think. Okay. All right. So as promised, how to save your marriage when your wife has given up holy lover gift number five, which states a holy lover understands the value of children, at least four to the success of his marriage. Oh my God. Nobody's going to like that one because children are getting away. They're a problem. They eat. They get in the middle of our happiness. We trying to make love, and they knock on the door. No, they don't knock on the door. They just come busting through the door. Get away! Get away! <laughs> we can't go on vacation like we want. We can't do what we want. So hey, we gonna try to. I'm gonna try to help you understand a little bit of how children can enhance the marriage. As a holy lover, as a man of God, you you have to participate in God's mission to get as many souls back to him as possible in order to what? So that he can share his goodness, his mercy, his love, the beatific vision with your children, with you, your children's children, your children's children's children. Just like you heard me say earlier, you don't know that you're in hell. You really don't. And when you're in the hell, you don't really realize you're there. And so that's what God ultimately up on our death. And we are we are lifted up 
to a time and eternity with him, we immediately, everything immediately leaves and we realize that all the pain we went through, all the pain we suffered through was for a reason. Okay? So, like I said, a holy lover, gift number five, understands the value of children at least four to the success of his marriage. Why is this going to help you as a man save your marriage? Well, let's see what God says on the subject. Hmm. Let's see. Hmm. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves up on the earth, end quote. I told this story a couple of weeks ago, but I had a friend, um, she passed away now, but God bless her soul. Um, but, uh, and she was a friend of one of my friends and they were married. We were having a uh, we were having a a, a a marriage thing at our house. Me and my wife was, and at the time, I really you know I didn't know a lot of things about the Catholic faith. I still don't know a lot of things about the, the the faith. I don't, but I try my best to keep learning. You know, but at the time I was real. You know, I was ooh, you know, I was just I was a newbie for real. I just knew I loved Christ and I was trying to do what's right. I was trying to be you know make him proud of me, right? So we're talking, having a discussion, and she says, well, we, we're talking about children, abortions and, all, and, and contraception and all that stuff. And she goes, I'll never forget it. She goes, well, um, you know, that that uh, be fruitful and multiply stuff, that was just in the Old Testament. You know, God don't mean for that now. Back then, there wasn't nobody on the, you know, Adam and Eve didn't have no, where there was no people on the earth. So God had to populate the earth. But now we don't need that. You know, because you know we're 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 sophisticated. We're we're these great, you know, uh, upstanding and moral and scientifically advanced people. We don't need that right now. And so people uh, people don't understand. Um, uh, people don't understand that you know that stuff is Satan in between us. You know, if God says be fruitful and multiply, that's what it means. You know, that's that, what do you call it? That's that, you know, uh, population control craziness. You know, we're going we gonna, to we gonna kill all the babies and then, you know, and we're going to kill all the babies, take all the contraception. We won't. Uh, we're going to kill all the old people because, you know, they ain't worth nothing. We're going to euthanize all the old people because, you know, they're they not useful to society no more. See how the devil starts? See how the devil keeps going and going and going? It don't stop. Evil doesn't stop until men stop it. And that's how people are. We if, if we don't get taught, if we don't try our best to grow closer to God, we just will fall for anything. Because I because and when she said that, I was like, man, that, that sounds pretty that you know, that sounds logical. It's logical. But see, I was not born a Catholic and I just converted and I didn't really know nothing. So my mind, my my faith and my soul was not formed in the faith yet. So when she said it, it sounds logical. This is why when you, the more you pray, the more you grow closer to God, the more you meditate on God, 
the, the life of Christ, the scripture, and you can and, and 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 the saints and things like that, then what happens is you grow closer to God and then he starts to form you more. The more you get knowledge of God by study, you know, um, and things like that, then you start to your mind gets formed and people just can't tell you anything. They think because your 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 Catholic antennas will your Christian antennas would pump up and go, oh wait a minute, that don't sound right. Something don't sound right about that. Okay. And so that is why it's important that no, be fruitful and multiply. It, it's it's a reason that God said that. Okay. And as I've said before, love is meant to be shared. And I've said before, and the gift and creation of children solidifies your marriage will survive a lifetime if you cooperate. People don't really realize children, man, children, they enhance your marriage. They really do. They, 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 they continue your love on for generations. Just think about that. They continue your love on the, the gift of creation that God has given you and your children to carry that on. And if you form them right and you teach them right and you raise them right, you'll see it will it will be completely different than what you think without kids. You know, um, children today and of days gone past since the sexual revolution have been looked up on as a nuisance, a hindrance, things that get in the way of couples true happiness. You know, I know uh, in a lot of families, you know, kids are no kid is planned. No kid is planned. Kids all happen by mistake. You know, that people are having sex outside of marriage and they own contraception and then are birth, you know, birth control. And of course, birth control almost always fails at one time or another. People don't tell you that, but it does. And so the girl gets pregnant. You know why? Because sex works. And, you know, those kids are born to a world and their and their and their parents ain't married. Their parent, there's the the woman hates the man, the man hates the woman. They can't stand each other now. Um, and then the kid grows up without a father in the home most of the time. Um, and, and then it, it starts, then the cycle, right? The cycle, the cycle. And it's and that's one of the reasons why I started CatholicAlpha.com too, is I just got sick of broken families, man. I got sick of it. I really did. Um, and and you should be sick of it too. If you any kind of man and any kind of father, you look out, especially if you're married, you look out in the world and you say, man, look at these kids, man. Look at them, man. And everybody thinks they're going to be all right. I, well, my parents got divorced and I'm good. No, you ain't. <laughs> you screwed up too. I'm screwed up. My parents, you know, my parents been divorced, and, and me and my sister still ain't never got over that. And my father just died. So I'm telling you, man, you kids, people, kids never get over the parents breaking up. It's a traumatic event. It's child abuse. Divorce is child abuse, man. It's real child abuse, you know, because it messes people up. As as kid, as those kids grow up, you know what they do? They do the same thing you and your wife did. They break up too. They have no stand power. They can't make it work. And then all parents, I read in a book today, you know, which is true. You know, all parents just say, well, why don't they just learn from our mistakes? Kid, that ain't how kids learn. Kids do what you do. If you screwed up, your kids going to be screwed up, man. We're going to get that through our head. 
Our kids, from the time they are born, look at us 24 hours a day, seven days a week until they're 18 years old. And then when they leave, then they every time they see us, they're looking at us. Just because your kids are grown does not mean that you're not a father and mother anymore. That's when your real work starts, really. <laughs> when your kids get 18, that's really when the real work starts. Anybody's got kids 18 above, they'll tell you that, you know. Because you worried about them constantly. Because one thing, they're not under your protection anymore. You don't see them as much as you used to. Stuff like that, you know. And you don't. See, and so you worry about them. Especially women, they worry about their kids all the time. No matter if they're fifty or forty, unless the woman is disordered. When I mean disordered, one of the, one of the ways disordered, like if if she's hurt and she's in the on this kick, well, I deserve to be happy. Then they really women, they really don't care if they worry about the kids. Like I, I got wise in my program now. They so cold hearted, man. They so cold. They so cold, man. They, they it's it's pitiful. The, the bitterness and the coldness is just it's it's just sickening, really. And it gets old. You know, you know, okay, six months of you being cold and upset, I understand. A year, maybe. Any longer than that, man, grow up. Grow up, dude. If your husband has proven that he's in a year, if your husband has proven that he's a changed man, he's been consistent, he doesn't argue with you or fight with you anymore, he, he tries his best to please you and love you in the right way, to be a real man for you and a husband for you, and he's trying to have good conversations with you, he's not arguing and fight with you no more, you got to look at that man and go, well, maybe I was, maybe he has changed. Maybe he has, but you know, women, you can't tell them nothing. When they get when they get hurt and pissed off, you can't tell them nothing. That's Satan right in between again. That's what Satan does, and all she's doing is cooperating. All you know, and and what you do, and and you know what, you 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 have to look. The, the husband will ask her, "Well, can we just start out being friends, right? Can we just start out being friends and see where it goes?" <laughs> You know, they're still so angry they can't even see past their own nose. You know, and I understand why. And 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 the husbands, we understand why too. As husbands, we understand why. But you've got to understand that comes a time when you got to come out of high school and you got to grow up and be a real woman. You know, you got to see the man for what he's doing. And, you know, and and you're called to respect your husband anyway. You ain't called to love him. You call it the respecting St. Paul, Ephesians 5, 21 through 33. Look it up. You know, you, 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 you are called to love your, to respect your husband. You don't say nothing about love. Okay. So you're cold and angry to your husband. And then he gets to the point where he only want to be around you. He hates you too. He resents you too. Is that what you really want? The father of your kids? Is that what you really want? Instead of cooperating with his change, you bitched and you whined for the last year or two years, six months, and the man's doing what you said. He's improving. He's gotten better, and you won't even give him a chance to like just have some conversations, go on a date night once a month to see where things go. Oh, no, no, no. We can't do that. I got to make him pay more. He put me through all this pain for all those years. I got to make him pay. I got to go out and have fun. I got to go to the bars. I got to hang with all the divorced women and listen to what they talking about. I got to go to all these stupid support groups that don't know what the heck they doing. Sit there and let you just emote for an hour twice a week or something. Oh, my husband was just so bad to me. My husband was just so bad to me. He did this to me. He did that to me. Okay, that's cool for the first six months or maybe a year. 
But after that, okay, emoting don't is it working? No, it ain't working. While you sitting there emoting in these all in, in five or ten uh divorce support groups and all that kind of crap, you know, and trying to find everybody in the world to agree with you and to leave your husband and 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 leave your family and, and split up your family and stuff because you deserve to be happy. You know, then you know your husband, he moving on with his life. He moving on. He's going to live without your butt because that's what I teach him. I teach him if you don't woman up and respect him and see him changing, I teach him how to move on with his life. And you know what? He gets confident. He starts to look good, smell good, get his life together. He's changing. Great relationship with God. And guess what? Then that's when the girls come. The girls come start trying to talk to your husband who you just threw away. That's what happens because women ain't stupid. They see, they know a good man when they see one. Most of them do. Instinctually, they do. Now, they still might choose the wrong man, but most women, if they really look, they can see a man, you know. And then what do white women do? Then they, then they see, oh, what's he got that, what's he got now that she, that she won't? Well, she's sniffing around him. So he must, what's, what's he doing? What's he, what's he so special for now? And then they try and, you know, they try and come talk to you again and stuff. I have it happen all the time, you know, and the guys, the guys are strong. They warriors. They don't allow women to, to when they learn in, in, in my program that that's Satan. When other women try to talk to them and get close to him, that is Satan trying to, that's God allowing Satan to test them. You say you love your wife, brother. You say you love Christ. You say you love your children. You say you want to get back with your wife. Nine to ten commitment level. So I'm gonna send this test and see if you really gonna do what if you really up to the task to do what you say you're gonna do. And most guys I've met, well, as far as I know, not one guy ever in my group has failed in my program has failed for that. Because they come to me because they want they they realize that they want to save their marriage and be happy. And you can't be happy with some, you know, uh, 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 giving yourself to another woman. For one thing, you lose all credibility. If you are trying to get your wife back and then you're sitting there masturbating, you're sitting there watching pornography, you're sitting there talking to other women and being friends with other women, which you could be friends with the women. I shouldn't say friends, but, you know, trying to get with the woman, trying to, you know, have sex with her and stuff. You lose all credibility in the eyes of your wife and God and your kids. And that's all that really matters. Then your friends, because they all screwed up, they're going to say, yeah, man, you deserve to move on, man. You, you should have done that six months ago, man, because, you know, she ain't worth nothing. Her, her being mad at you and all that stuff don't mean nothing. See, man, that's all Satan talking. That's God allowing the test. And if you fail it, guess what? He got you. Then once Satan has you, you know what he does? He just leaves you to yourself and he moves on to the next sucker. That's what he does. He moves on to the next sucker. This is why, as a man, we can no longer be afford to be weak. We can't. We cannot no longer afford to be morally weak. Okay. So, so uh, children today, um, you know, we look again. We look at children today as a hindrance. You know, the sexual revolution. You know, was free love and all that stuff. Feminism. All that stuff, get the woman out of the house, put pants on her, make her a working robot and machine. Bam, I got you now. That's the communist. That's Satan. Got you. 
you know, split up the family, split up the home. So kids don't mean nothing. That's why before the Supreme Court got their act together and overturned Roe versus Wade, we lost millions and millions and millions of babies all over the whole world and in our country. You know, it's no excuse for that. It really ain't. You know, we, we should all feel guilty about that. We should all feel guilty about that. The good thing is, my father used to say, hey, as long as you're living and giving, you're all right. You know, we made a big mistake. We 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 turned it around. Now we got to work on these individual states and get them to get they act together. Okay. So that being said, let's move on. So Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen says in his book Three to Get Married that without children, eventually the couple turns in upon themselves. After years and years of this selfishness, their love becomes empty and boring. Without the gift of life, their love can truly create. Man, that's profound. That's profound, man. People think it's just me and my husband. It's just us. You know, that's all. It's just us. And we just love each other so much. But man, that that gets old. Love is meant to be shared. That's why masturbation is completely a mortal sin. It is completely selfish. It's selfish for a woman to do it. And it's extremely selfish for a man. Because if a man is masturbating, you know what he's doing? He's 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 turning up on himself. He is completely selfish and turned up on himself. And so it destroys his soul. Another thing, too, men don't really realize, like I told you yesterday uh, on this podcast I was on. If you are masturbating, here's what's going to happen. Eventually what's going to happen is this. You're going to get erectile dysfunction and you're going to get premature ejaculation. You know why? Because you're training your mind to trigger on a certain thing. And then when you, get with, when you have sex with a real woman, you're going to screw it up. So the best thing you could do, man, is become holy. Keep your seed inside your body. Be a real man and suffer through the, the, the sacrifice of this test that God's put you through. Because the consequences, you do not want erectile dysfunction. I'm telling you, you don't. When your PP don't work, it is not a fun thing. I know a lot of guys has been through it and they will tell you it is one of the worst things ever. And the fact that you as a man are, can, can cause that you put that on yourself is doubly is doubly messed up because you feel doubly guilty once you realize it. And, and I don't want that for you, man. Love is meant to be shared. Love is meant to be shared. And this is why we, you know, Women masturbate is the same thing. This is why it's illicit. It's wrong in the eyes of God for a woman to masturbate without her husband in the room. You know why? Because that's how these cold-hearted women get along. They deny their husband. They get away from their husband. They're cold to him. They leave him for six months or a year, don't have sex on stuff. But you know what they're doing? They're in the bathtub jacking themselves off. That's wrong. That's wrong. Instead of getting with your husband and trying to work it out, because you're causing your husband to be into mortal sin because men, we're not as strong as women when it comes to sex. We're not. You know, we'll start watching pornography. We'll start masturbating. We'll start looking at other women. You know, I got a client now. He he basically beats himself so that he cannot fornicate because his wife hadn't had sex with him in four years. What's he supposed to do? So instead of going against God, he beats himself. Now, that that's extreme. But he he loves God that much, and you got to respect that. But women, they don't understand. Your cold heart is nothing but Satan. 
That comes straight from Satan, man. It really does. And um, <laughs> my wife, she's messing with me. She said, you actually said that women are masturbating in the bathtub? <laughs> I did. I did. I did because it's true. I did because it's true. Jerry, what kind of Catholic are you talking about this stuff? Jerry, what kind of Catholic are you? <laughs> I don't care. Listen, you need to know the deal. That's the deal. That's the deal. We've got to understand that we talk about the sex and the mental embrace because nobody does and nobody talks about it in the proper way. And nobody calls people out on it. There are consequences to doing things wrong and immoral. It is. It's called it's Satan. It's called sin. It's called going to hell. So we get enough of people talking about sex around, you know, and, and about, you know, porno, you know, really actually talking about pornography and stuff. We get that all the time. We see it outside and our outside. We walk outside our doors. We see it on, on, on YouTube and on regular Netflix and on TV, all of it everywhere at the Super Bowl. We can't get away from it. And so as a man, I see this all the time. And I'm not supposed to talk about it. That's stupid. That's stupid. We got to start bringing stuff to light because Satan loves it when we, we keep stuff in the dark. He loves it when we keep stuff in the dark. You know, he does. As long as I can keep it, keep it, don't nobody know about it. You know, I can keep doing it. No, women should be called out. You should be called out for what you're doing and it's wrong. You should be making it right. If your husband is, 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 is fixing himself and improving himself, you have the right you have no right to keep punishing him by being cold-hearted, not talking to him, not doing your wifely duty as making love to him and showing him that you care so that he will and that you respect him so that he can again start to love you and, and stuff like that. It's not right. It's not right. And I don't care what my wife says and I don't care what you say. It ain't right. And people, that's how people, that's why marriage is so screwed up right now. I got a caller too, thank God. But um, I'll be with you in a minute, caller. But, you know, women, men and women, we got to bring stuff to the law. We got to call each other out because marriage is over 60% divorce rate. Why? Because everybody's selfish. It's the number one murder of marriage. Okay? So what we're going to do is I'm going to take my caller and then we're going to get back to what he's talking about. Because um, I get real passionate about this. Marriage means a lot to me. And I know the problems. I see the problems. And I know how to solve most of the problems. But people don't want to listen. They want to listen. They want to keep their disordered way of thinking. You can't. How does your. And that's almost, you know, like Dr. Phil always says. That's one thing I used to love that. I, I don't really like him now. He didn't, he didn't sow the soul. But when Dr. Phil first came on, he was the man. And I will tell you what. He's one of the things, one of the phrases he coined was, how is your way working for you? How is your way working? Everybody listen to me right now. How is your way working? How is it working? It ain't working. It ain't working. That's why we, we got to start bringing stuff to light, man, and start understanding that we, that we need help, that we're broken. We need help. And so when we allow our marriages to crush, that's what Satan wants. That's what that's what that's what Satan wants to crush the family, to keep everything in the dark. 
so that he could just keep ratcheting up, ratcheting in there, ratcheting in there, causing chaos and havoc and sending his demons in and causing havoc in your home. And we allow it. We allow it. So what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to take this real quick, short break, real quick, quick, short break. And then what we're going to do is we are going to bring on our caller. Bam. Let's talk about your Catholic marriage problems. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on the Catholic Alpha Radical Facebook page and CatholicAlpha.com. All right. All right. I bring it on my caller. Thank you, caller. I really appreciate you calling because, hey, this is a calling show and I love it. So hopefully I can hear them. Hello. Hello, caller. Can you can you hear me? Yeah. How you doing, man? Pretty good. Um, I was talking to a friend back on December the 28th, 2021. Man, why are you so good with dates? I've never met somebody that can run off a date like you. <laughs> you be knowing them dates, man. Because <laughs> you made me spend $3,100 for my masturbation <laughs> issue. <laughs> oh, go ahead, man. 2021, what? So, so. December 28, 2021, I'm talking to a friend of mine, and he asked me a question. He said, how often do you masturbate? And I said, well, it started with Dolly Parton at 13. I'm 55. It's 42 years, 365 days, about 15,000 times. It's so bad now in society, Jerry. I'll just tell you this. I was at the golf course about a year ago playing golf with uh, the guys on Saturday. And um, one of my buddies, he's a lapsed Catholic, grew up in New York City. He goes, where you had it? I said, I got to go to confession. I masturbated again this week. He just looked at me and he says, you're not right. But the <laughs> truth of the matter is it's a mortal sin. Yep. And I'm calling attention to it. So all the guys just know me to be just that lightning bolt of everything that's going on. But um, I'm going to reflect on something you talked about earlier in your conversation. Uh-huh. You're 100% right on how divorces screw up families. Jerry, I actually went into the loony bin for three days just to get my mom and dad back together again for them to unblock the phones and be around one another. And my dad literally within a couple of days of that celebrated his 84th birthday. He drove two and a half hours from Cape Cod to go see his beloved wife that he allowed her to divorce him back in 1988. So they've been divorced since 1988 and separated on December 21st, 1985. Not that I'm good with dates or anything, but he, he literally told my mom when he showed up at her house, glow, I've lost my phone. And I'm thinking that's an excuse. It was his birthday. He just wanted a birthday wish from his wife of 62 years. That's all it was. Well, not 61 years. Mm -hmm. He just wanted a wish, a birthday wish. And here's the reason why. He could have spent 50 bucks at the local T-Mobile store on Cape Cod and just got a new phone and they would have downloaded because all the phones are backed up anyways. It wasn't like he was going to be inconvenient. Instead, he spent $50 out of gas money and spent six hours on the road driving to and from his place to my mom's place just to get a birthday wish. Yeah. That shows you how much my dad still loves my mom. Yeah. And he'll never admit it because of pride, but I had wrote him a letter back about a year ago in regards to the whole reason why um, I stay away from the family. 
Yeah. And it's something that my Mart has a really hard time with. So now you've got a adopted grandson that's behaving in a manner that is so inappropriate towards my mom. I'm just laughing the whole time because she thought she could be a woman. Let her hear a roar. Woman's live in the eighties. <laughs> and she thought she could divorce my dad. And now my nephew that's adopted because my mom's ingrained in my sister's head. You don't need a man to have a child. So she went off and adopted a kid and she's got the kid that just absolutely flat wears her out and puts her in psychiatric. Dude, my wife's cousin did the same thing. She adopted this little boy. And man, it wasn't it wasn't all like she thought it was gonna be because she like you said, she fell for the, the Kool-Aid too. She fell for well, I don't need and, a man to have a baby. Well, guess what? Yes, you do. Cause you and then, then they'll let him adopt a boy, a two. At least make her adopt a little girl. Right. And they're they're constantly telling I know, watch, they're constantly telling me he's got mental health issues. And I said, No, he doesn't. Spare the rod, spoil the child. They don't discipline him. So my mom sleeps with my nephew three nights a week when my sister's at work because she has to work to afford that BMW and that brand new condo that she built. So right. watch what I'm about to say. And then my sister sleeps with them four nights a week. And Christmas morning, he's sitting on my mom's lap. He's, I, I know this is maybe inappropriate, but he's six years old. He puts his hands in his plant, pants. He starts playing with his penis, pulls his hand out, puts his hand on my mom's earlobe, starts rubbing on it, looks up and says, Grammy, you're an effing B-I-T-C-H. Oh, literally says the word. Oh, my God. And my really? sister thinks. Yeah, she thinks he doesn't need any discipline. She thinks it's a mental health issue. And oh, I'm like, please. no. No, it ain't. It's a discipline issue. It's a discipline issue. So I was headed up there on the 26th of February. And she got so mad at me saying I'm coming up there to light a fire under his butt. She called emergency psychiatric services on me. So I'm in. And this is good for all the Catholics out there. When I'm at the VA hospital, the Bible at the Catholic psychiatric ward is the Catholic Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I had my Bible on me. I had brownies. I had my VA veterans benefits booklet, but I'm telling you, Jerry, the biggest problem with society is we're constantly inundated with sex from everything that we see. Yep. And the judges are allowing divorces to happen. So the biggest problem is the family courts, the family courts, the judges are allowing divorces to happen, and I'm going to hammer that judge on biblical scripture, and I'm willing to go to jail for it for one reason. She deferred to her husband, who she's still married to, and I went back to what my dad taught me about men and women. He says, whenever you see an attractive woman, always look at their left hand. So when I saw her judicial picture, I immediately blew it up, and I said, she's married. I saw mm -hmm. that ring on that left hand, and I said, and she went to a Catholic college, I am going to flat wear her out when I get into her courtroom. And that's all I've done. Mm -hmm. And I'm just saying this. It's not easy to admit what I admitted to you, but it was the truth. And I know you laughed when we talked about it, but it's the best $3,100 I've ever spent because <laughs> all it took was a text message from my wife that said, Merry Christmas. And yeah. Here we are so, a year and a half later, and I'm still fighting for it. And you know what, though? Like, it's going back to, like, your um your nephew, like, you know, my son, my son, um, my middle son, they tried to medicate him too. Like he's in like seventh or eighth grade. Oh, you know, he has mental issues and he has all this stuff. I said, no, that's, you're not going to put drugs in my son. I said, here's what you do. You just let me know what's wrong. And I promise you he'll get together. 
Because my wife always says, you know, everybody always compliments how good our kids are. And my wife says that's because they daddy don't give them a choice. <laughs> but it's the truth. My, you know, if I tell my, if I got to come to that school, man, we ain't, this is not going to be pretty. But guess what? My son learned, you know, I, we talked and he had to whoop his butt a little bit. But eventually he got it and he didn't have no trouble. We had no trouble in school, you know. Um, and so I agree with what you're saying, man. Good job. Good, good call, man. Anything else you got for me? Um, one other good comment on my dad. Oh yeah. He's, he's the, even though he's divorced, he's not divorced in the Catholic church. And he told me a long time ago about the cake and ice cream thing. He says, I'm going to give your mom a divorce, but she'll never get an annulment. <laughs> I'll fight her tooth and nail on it. <laughs> and he yeah. makes her pay for it dearly because he came from a broken family with an alcoholic and he knows what it's like to be without a family. My mom's about, always been so arrogant and thinks she knows everything about life, but all she is is the town gossip. I love her because she's my mom, but she's really screwed up in the head. Yeah. And my dad has a, a means of putting her in her place, and he had told me a long time ago that he says, you'll instinctively know what to do with a woman when it comes time. Jerry, I've been setting my wife up to be in a courtroom for a long time because I need to let other females know what she's done because that's the mm -hmm. only way she's truly going to learn is she has to be humbled in front of a, a fellow female. And that's the only way it's going to happen because all her friends, she's planting that devil's seed saying he's a bad man, but they never were around me. They've never were around me because she didn't want them to know the truth that I was a good guy. Yeah. And the only way I was going to be able to get my wife help is we have to get in front of a judge. I yeah. knew it back in August of 2015, a year before we got married. So I don't want to keep you, but All right, man. I just want to thank you for giving time again. Thanks, man. Have a good Holy Week, brother. Okay. Get to service tonight. All right. I know you're going to be there. Right, well, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. All right. All right. All right. Good call. Good call. Next up, who else going to call today? Who else going to call today and get some, uh, and get some, and let's, let's rock this and get some questions going, some help going. All right. So quick little break. And, uh, let me see where we at. Oh yeah. I got to finish the, I got to finish the, uh, the save my, the, uh, radical rant. So let's do a quick short break and I'll be right back. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. Right. Okay. Okay. Let's go. So let's finish up on the radical red today. We're talking about gift five. A holy lover uh, uh, understands the value of children to his marriage, to the success of his marriage, at least four. Okay. So basically, um, we're going to finish this and, and, and we'll be done here in a minute. So unless I get another caller, of course. So like I said, in many families today, um, kids are basically a mistake. People have sex outside of marriage. They use birth control, which always eventually fails, and then act surprised when the girl gets pregnant. Um, make sure I'm doing this right. Yeah, I am. 
then the relationship was not built on God in the first place. So the girl feels unloved and used and realizes the man she is with is really not husband or father material. Ladies, if you lean ladies listen to this, how many times have you given your gift to a man and then you realize, man, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I should have done that. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. Because then you realize he ain't father material. He ain't husband material. And he ain't. And then you want to try to get wet. You want to try to get away from him. He won't let you get away from him. You know, you're bonded to him now. And you don't, and you're trying to get away. And, and it's hard. <laughs> you know, and you realize. And then, and then let alone what will happen is sometimes too. A lot, not sometimes, a lot of times. You know, uh, the, the the girl, she'll get pregnant. And so what will happen is she feels the man, like I just said, is not husband material or father material. So what does she do? She kills her baby or sabotages the relationship and the man runs away from her, starting the cycle all over again. Many always say in a divorce, you know, the kids will be OK. Again, I'm going to say many always say in a divorce, you know, the kids will be OK. That's hogwash. They know it. I know it. You know it. And I said that earlier. We talked about that earlier today. The kids, again, are basically basically a hindrance to our happiness, right? I don't love my husband anymore or my wife anymore. And since I deserve to be happy, the kids will just have to suck it up. Look, brothers, a holy lover must not have this mindset when it comes to children. Children are the ultimate gift, a true test of our love for our beloved. Remember what Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen says, love is meant to be shared. It's love is meant, you know, if, if the couple doesn't, doesn't, doesn't procreate and, and, and as, as a, as a testament of their love for each other, as their, their cooperation with God and his love, then they, they, they turn up on themselves. They get bored with each other. The love just not there. The love, when, when, when we have children, the love goes to our children, our children come back and love us. And then we again love our wife and our, and our husband. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. And, and it's important that we really understand that. That's why this is a holy lover gift. That's why this is a way uh, that I say that, you know, if my wife, you know, how do I save my marriage when my wife has given up? Well, I talk to people all the time and they don't have any children together. Now, sometimes it's not of their fault, right? It's not of their fault you know, you know, medical problems or whatever. Um, but many times it's not, you know, they don't have children because they decide they didn't want to have children. And it's sad. And then what happens is I see so many marriages break up when we don't have children. That's why a lot of, you know, people that I, I talk to, you know, if they don't have children, they can't have children. I say, man, just adopt a child, adopt a baby. And then of course, everybody says, including my wife, it's just so expensive. I don't know why the government makes it so expensive to adopt kids, but a good way to, if you really, if you can't have children, a really good way to be able to adopt, adopt children is foster care. Now, if you have any other kids in the house, do not get into foster care. Don't do it. Okay. But if it's just you and your husband and you want a child, man, you can, you can foster children and, and uh, babies that are born. And then what will happen is the government if 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 the if the parents don't get together, the government will foster the baby into you forever. It becomes your child. You get the rights and everything. It's it's a beautiful thing. 
you know, in that foster care is a beautiful thing in that sense where you can, as a couple that can't have children, you can, you can basically adopt a, 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 a baby, a toddler, uh, 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 you know, a nine, ten year old, a ten, a teenager. You could do whoever you want if you y'all come together and y'all begin to love each other, and have a connection. You know, but I advise anybody if you got your own kids in the house, do not foster care. Don't do it because the government's gonna be all in your business and it's gonna be miserable. <laughs> Been there, done that. Okay. Next, um, can we deny God this, our wife this, and those souls that God sends us? To not love and be give true, uh, have kids and be give the true gift of life. Many use the ludicrous excuse. Many use the ludicrous excuse that how can I bring a child to this cruel world? And to that, God says, I gave this child, gave you this child for this place in this time because I need him for a mission. People don't really realize. That when you have a soul, when God sends you a soul and you have a baby, God already has a plan for that particular soul. And when we mess it up and don't do right, it messes things up. So God is saying, so I need you as um, he says, so this soul somehow will contribute something special to the universe. So I need you as my children to cooperate with me and do as I command. Be fruitful and multiply and allow me to give you the children and souls that I feel you need in order to enhance your life and again bring you back to heaven with me. This is the plan, but people don't really realize it because they don't know the faith or they don't want to even know because we are so trapped in ourselves, you know, and it's, it's sad. We must understand our Lord says be fruitful and multiply. Why he says that? Not because... Children get in the way of our love, happiness, and fun, but they add to it immeasurably. See, another thing, too, is those young couples that people say, I don't want to have a kid or whatever, then as soon as they have a child, they love that child more than anything. They love that kid more than anything. They love it. They cultivate it. They bring it close to them. They want to, you know, and a lot of times they want to have more, you know, um, that that because they instinctually, we instinctually feel we have a kid that that completes our love with our beloved, with the divine lover too. The divine lover for y'all that don't know is God. Okay, it completes that. It completes our family of God, our husband, our wife, and our children. That completes our family. But when we don't do things right. It it hurts us. Not just us. It hurts society. Okay. Remember that God created us and gave us creatures, the God-like gift of procreation, so that we could share in his true happiness, fulfillment, and goodness. This is true love, to create a creature for the sole purpose of sharing in the true happiness and fulfillment of God and with God forever. And this is how we as human persons should look at our participation in creation, that we are helping God in his mission to create as many souls as possible to eventually return to him in time and eternity in heaven. Okay. Let that soak in for a second while I go over this in his book, the seven big myths about marriage. Dr. Christopher Kayser proclaims that marriages with at least four children have a low percentage of divorce. And it's true. It's very rare that, People with more than, you know, with a lot of kids, and today people think three and four kids is a lot, and it really ain't. 
my grandparents had eight kids, you know. Um, I know people now, they got nine or ten kids, 12 kids, and stuff like that. It's not, you know, that's a lot of kids, you know. But the thing about it is the more you have, the more kids you have, the less likely that you are to have a divorce. Why? Because kids, kids bring responsibility. They bring commitment. They bring love. And if you include God in all of this, which most people that have 11 or 12 kids, God is definitely in their life. Because um, no, no unbeliever has that many kids today. They don't. That I've ever seen. Either you're an Orthodox Christian or you're an Orthodox Catholic. Those people got it going on. They, them, them wives and them husbands, man, they ain't playing with y'all. They trying to populate the world to fight to fight the battle. <laughs> so, on a more practical level, though, listen, this is tough. This is tough to realize. On a more practical plane, do you want to be old, alone, and placed in a nursing home? In addition, with no one to love and care for you, your wife will die. Your children will love and care for you when you can't care for yourself. This is another reason why we have children. Because we, as older we get, we return to babies, right? Because we can't really almost do for ourselves a lot. Especially today with all the medications and the food we eat, we our parents get sick and stuff. And we got to take care of them. If you have no children, who's going to, who? how can you, my wife, oh, one of the greatest one of the greatest lessons my wife told me about the faith, taught me about the faith, is that we've, you know, women, I mean, uh, parents, when they don't have children, then, and those children, and they grow up, those, they don't, they don't, they deny those children, those souls of the, of the, of the, the giving self-love, no, no, of the giving love to give back to their parents for what their parents gave to them. You know what I'm saying? I know I didn't say that exactly the right, but basically, man, this, okay, let me put it in a simple thing. Like when someone has cancer, they don't tell nobody. That does make, that makes no sense. Well, I'm not going to tell nobody I got cancer. I'm just going to hold it all to myself. No, you've got to give people the chance to give back to you, to pray for you. To 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 help you know to help ask God to bring you out of this. You need those prayers, and that gives and that allows you and and if it, and then the what that allows the cancer patient to do is to spread the love and to give people a chance to give back to to the world, to give back to God, to give back to you as the person being sick. You ha- people need that. People need to know to to give good. They have a natural instinct to give to give good and to do good. And the reason that you have children is so that those you those children come back around and give back to you as their parent for what you gave to them. And that is what God wants for us. Okay, I know I didn't really say that. My wife can say it way better than me. (laughs) But. My point, I hope you get the gist of it, okay? Sometimes I don't put things right, you know, but I hope that you got what I, because it's a very important point, okay? Um, you know, when we we come together and we have our children and we and we love our, and respect and honor our, our parents, you know, if we don't believe that we can be a nursing home with nobody there to visit us, check the nursing homes, just go and check the nursing homes filled with old and alone people. 
who likewise drunk the Kool-Aid and considered children as a hindrance and a curse. That's another thing. With used to be the Catholic Church, like all these charities, used to be the Catholic Church took care of the orphanages. The home, the altar used to be that when uh, that when 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 parents got sick or when parents got older, their children would 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 take them in and would take care of them. Even if they were difficult people, they would they would take their parents in. You gotta remember, man. Kids will do. To you, your kids will do to you what you do to your parents. So if you stick your parents in a nursing home, your kids will stick you in a nursing home. If you love your parents and you do right by God with them and you make room in your home for them, um, then your children would do the same for you. And like my grandmother, who just who just died, I think last year, um, and, you know, she was one of the only people who I ever met that really wanted to be in a living assisted place. Well, her living assisted place was pretty nice. <laughs> she had her own room, you know, and it was a one bedroom, you know, kind of on a small, it was a small apartment. But she liked it because she, my grandmother, she traveled all over the world and did all these kind of cruises and stuff. And when my grandfather was alive and she go with her friends. And so she was like traveled out. So she liked being in the, in the living assisted place. You know, she would stay in her, her apartment, and then when she wanted to eat dinner, she just go down to the cafeteria and hang out with everybody. Then when she got tired of them, she went, she went back to her room. So my grandma was one of the only people that I ever know that 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 really liked it. But most, but my grandma lived in a, 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 a living assisted place was really nice. Most nursing homes ain't nice, and they don't get the attention that they need, and so it's miserable for them. And people are mean to them. They don't people don't visit them. So I don't want that for you, and I don't want that for me neither, you know? So um, you see the selfishness, you know, and kids or no kids or maybe two in order. Yeah, people have people that have only one kid or no kids or maybe two in order to have a girl and a boy to even things out. That is, you know, that's kind of selfish. Like, you, like I, I can't, like people that only have one child, but that child has no brother or sister. How does that kid gonna learn how to be an adult? Learn how to get along. Learn how to, uh, 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 you know, be, you know, get along with people and make friends and all that kind of stuff when they have no brothers and sisters to fight with. <laughs> you know, it, it, a kid growing up by herself is not the way. It's parent my practice. Now, if you, of course, you know, of course, all right. Now, everybody, get on me. Well, Jerry, I can't have. Okay, if you can't have a kid, I understand it. I'm talking about people who can. Who who are who are very fruitful and can do whatever they want, you know, you know, because people don't really realize how selfish it is, and it's a lot of times not even their fault. People don't really realize how selfish it is to only have one kid or no kid. How are we how are we giving back to the world to the society? Think of it like that too, you know. Selfishness selfishness is very hard to overcome. More importantly, we must understand that our children will treat us the way we treat our parents, which is what I said. If we don't create a good marriage and show respect and love for our parents, then our children won't feel too obligated to care for us. They will find us a hindrance just as we found them a hindrance and bothersome or basically in the way in the same way. They're in the way. Our kids are in the way. You know, I'm, you know, before I was Catholic, even before I was Catholic, you know, and I was really practicing hard and being a Christian really hard. For, you know, I would take my boys with me everywhere I went. 
Why? Because how, they, how are your boys going to learn how to be a man if you don't take them with you where you go? They don't. Girls. How's a girl going to learn how to be a woman if her mother don't take her nowhere? People today, they always try to pawn their kids off on somebody. They're trying to pawn their kids off on somebody. Well, I'm going to take them to the babysitter. I'm going to call my grandma, my mother and see if she can watch them. I'm going to call them and do, you know, that's not how boys grow into men. Boys grow into men by being around their father as much as possible, especially when they get past two. When a boy gets past two, he should never be around his mother. Never. Why? Because then the, the little boy needs to be around his daddy. So his daddy can teach him how to be a man. So his daddy, he can see the mannerisms of his daddy and what his daddy does and how his daddy works and all that kind of stuff. How his daddy interacts with other people. Same with women. You know, the daughter should be around their mo the mother all the time. You know, when I go to church, your kids go to church. When you go to the store, your kids go to the store. Uh, when you go on retreat, you know, if the kids can come, the kids can come. If you go out, you know, to dinner, Take the kids with you unless it's a date night. You know, you, you want to bring your kids. If there's an event and the kids are allowed, they got babysitting, take your kids with you if you can. You know, you especially if you're a man, you got to take your son with you. You've got to, okay? Now, they will think of every excuse not to care for us in their home but place us in the soul-killing nursing home. That's another thing, too. If we don't treat our parents the right way, then our kids will treat us the same way we treat our parents, and they will find every excuse in the book they can to put us in a nursing home, which none of us want. None of us want that. You know, that's another reason why you got to stay healthy, man. Don't get sick. <laughs> you know, lastly, uh, um, I hear time and time again, young married couples say, you know, we discussed it and we aren't ready to have children yet. And so to that, what does God say to that one? God says, if you aren't ready to have children yet, then you aren't adult enough for marriage yet. The number one purpose for uh, purpose God created marriage is for pro procreation. Again, to send souls back to him as saints. And what do we do indulge in our own selfishness, which time, which over time destroys our love? Because selfishness is the number one murderer of marriage. Can I get a amen? Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. 
All right, all right. We are back, and so for our conclusion, and as we always do, we go out with our quote from Pope Benedict XVI. And so today, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I hope that you got some out of it. Um, Holy Week is upon us. Please, 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 as you heard me say to the caller, to please, you know, go to a service tonight. As we talked about yesterday, we talked about the whole thing about how to being married. You know, even if your wife is upset, not talking to you, whatever, or if your wife is talking to you guys are on good terms, you know, go to one of the holy, at least one um, day of Holy Week besides Sunday, besides actual Easter. Last night, I went to the neighbor service at our church. Man, it was, I know it was at least a hundred some people there. Man, I was surprised. But you know what? Today, people are drawn to God. They just are because things are getting bad and they're getting worse. And what we have to do is we, you know, we have to get a relationship with God to give us the grace to protect our families and to love our wives, to love our children, and to be able to survive in this chaotic society because, you know, eventually we will be martyrs. You know, we will be the way things are going out here in the real world, in in the society, we're going to be martyred. If you love Christ, you're going to be attacked. But you should love that. You should embrace that. You really should. You're suffering for our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you are, then he you will get rewarded for that. You know, remember this world means all this suffering that you go through, it means something. Never, if you unite that suffering for Christ, if you unite your suffering with Christ or you're a martyr for Christ, man, you there is no greater way to prove your love for God and your wife and your children, believe it or not. Okay, so with that being said, we're going to end the day with a quote from Pope Ben the 16th, which states society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you fast. Pray and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.